No country has ever prospered that failed to put its own interests first. We will no longer surrender this country or its people to the false song of globalism. New Right Network presents Right Now, the featured podcast of New Right Network. Mobilizing, countering the left, energizing the right. New Right Network, home of the New Right Movement. All right, all you beautiful people. Hello and welcome to the New Right Network's Right Now podcast. I'm your host, you, John Lee. And with me today is none other than the lovely uh, Lady Alchemy. But you probably know her as Martina Marcota. Uh, now, a little bit about Martina here. She is a performance artist, self-prescribed meme addict, and also the founder of Goth Right. Um, and also, um, after... Studying at NYU with a math degree, no less, which is pretty impressive. Um, you basically were just um, a performance artist for about 10 years um, in the New York City area. And then when you were later exposed as a Trump supporter, they kind of sort of gave you the boot and blacklisted you, it seems like. Yeah, so, um, it's a crazy time. <laughs> oh, well, but awesome. Oh, my gosh. That's I don't know if that's a high marker peak, but um but again, Martina, welcome to the podcast, and uh, we would love to hear more about who you are and what you're about. Thanks. Yeah, thanks for having me. Um, you, you guys do some really good stuff, so I'm glad to be a part of it. Yeah, I mean, you said it. That, that's what it is. Uh, I studied math a long time ago at NYU, and uh, I also like the arts, so I ended up just becoming an artist by profession in New York City, and uh, things were going really, really well. Um, up until 2016, and they found out my politics, mm -hmm. which, um, I don't know, I mean, I, I kind of kept my politics to myself for the most part, but I couldn't help my conserva conservativeness in, in the scene, it just, things started to escalate farther and farther uh, culturally. So, like, feminists started getting more extreme to the point where it was obvious I was, you know, a bit different. And, uh, and you know, before they hated uh, Bush, you know, he was evil and he was the, you know, racist and all the gas prices were his fault and everything. Uh, but then it turned into the next Republican being even more over the top. And now it's white yeah. supremacist, KKK. And it's, so it's just getting crazier and crazier as a conservative um so it's just getting more and more extreme where they point fingers and i had no idea that it would become this bad where they freaked out and kicked me out of the scene and said let's blacklist her she's a nazi and i'm like because i like trump and they're like yeah trump supporters are nazis i'm like okay sure yeah no it's crazy and and the fact that they actually found out about your values and whatnot really speaks to how psychotic they've gotten so yeah. No, but kudos to you for sticking it out there. Thanks. I mean, some of your stuff is just pretty impressive. Like, oh. honestly, if you're listening there, just you y'all got to go to Martina's website, and I'm sure she'll plug it later. But um, yeah, yeah. Just to but get yeah, your that leads ahead, into sorry. kind of why we're we're talking today is that um mm -hmm. you know my profession is in the arts and so there's a lot of other people you guys talk to that, that are out there in the scene and they have some amazing stuff to talk about but i think arts and culture is a particularly really important thing to talk about so thank you oh, for absolutely. having me oh no i'm excited so uh just a couple of things that i wanted to get your take on here so a lot of the stuff that's been happening recently within the culture has been Obviously, we've seen them bending left, and sometimes they've cannibalized themselves 
to an extent. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've seen that or not. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, just recently, Dave Chappelle, and we all know who Dave Chappelle is. Um, he recently came up with a special, and um, I saw it. Uh, I don't know if you did, but um, it's essentially uh, the t- special is on Netflix and it's entitled Six and Stones. And um, what's your take on the whole whole thing that that arose from the release of a special to the Rotten Tomatoes stuff? Yeah. And- oh God, yeah, the fact that Rotten Tomatoes it, it, they gave him a score of what zero percent or something, absolutely crazy. Um, mm-hmm. And it's quite shocking because uh, I think we all knew where Dave Chappelle was, uh, not physically, but, uh, (laughs) you know, how he was with his artwork. He really pushed a lot of taboos that were not the norm. Um, Mm -hmm. So and he he definitely went away around the right time when he had his original show. It was like peak. And then after he went away things culturally started shifting really crazy and he's been paying attention, obviously watching his new special. He sees what's been going on. He knows the things are crazy. Absolutely. And it starts out with him saying, you know, oh, get, you know, guess what impression I am now. I'm you, you know, I'm you, you guys are crazy. You know, you guys, <laughs> I saw that was brilliant. Yeah. So what was it? The joke was that like, uh, okay, I'm going to do another impression now. And, uh, it's, uh, I'm going to dig up anything you've done in the past 10, 15 mm-hmm. years. I'm going to dig up anything you may have said or done or whatever and hold it against you. Blah, blah, blah. Guess who I am? I'm you. And so it's like that he sees what's been going on. Everyone's right. been getting attacked. Um, you know, I've reported on it before with Kevin Hart um, and how, you know, the whole dollhouse yeah. thing oh, and yeah. his, like, gay anti-homophobic tweets. And, right. you know, the, and I've also talked about the, the gay mafia is what I called it, but you called them the LGBT people. Oh, no, no. I'm sorry. The alphabet people. (laughs) So, uh, I mean, and I think he just did such an incredible job calling everything out. And, you know, he is a black guy and he he has those moments of like, oh, white people, this or that. And it can can be insulting um, when other people are doing it because they they don't balance it out. Um, And he does a really good job of balancing it out and then making fun of people. Oh, totally. I agree. Totally. I saw like, it was interesting when when he did that joke and he paused for a second and some of the audience members were like Trump Trump and he's like no it's you <laughs> you mother. I was like that's so brilliant yeah it was really good I mean he he really nailed it I mean even on everything he went through the Jesse Smollett stuff mm-hmm. the um you know abortion he talked about oh, yeah. abortion and even as you know, there are moments where people on the right are like, okay, I'm going to disagree with him on this now. He then loops it back in and kind of he makes did. fun of everyone and kind of he takes did. it back oh, home. Yeah. So it's it's really, really well done. It's clever. Um, and, you know, that's the kind of comedy that we want to see. Uh, right. It's not necessarily even, like, our side. Because, like, he's probably, I don't know if he's our side. Like, mm-hmm. the, I don't know that. But what he does is kind of make fun of everyone. Yeah, you know he'll make fun of white people with the heroin at the same time acknowledge like, yeah, that's probably how you guys felt about us black people with crack, you know. And right, it's like, exactly. You know he's not just right. being like you're white, you're bad, you're white, you're bad, and he's it's it, it's it's everyone. He's making fun of right. everyone. So equal opportunity offender kind of a thing. Yeah, and he also makes a good point when he said, you know, if I'm making fun of you know what you are, it's probably because I see myself in you, and that's yeah. really what comedy is about is seeing yourself in it and, and whatever no one wants to be lectured to but when you can find those moments of like oh yeah it's actually true mm-hmm. like you know like you know right, you, yeah. you definitely think it's true 
Absolutely. Absolutely. No, I, I thought the special was great. And the fact that um, I recently saw Rotten Tomatoes where now they have like nine authorized critics giving it like a 38% and then like a 99% of like a couple thousand audience rating type stuff where it's like they, they, the, the audience loves the special. Yeah. So I found that to be really, really enlightening on how our culture is. Yeah. And speaking of. Yeah. And it's good because in the audience, you could see there was a lot of, like, black people or what. I mean, and he was saying stuff that's, like, I, I didn't know if that was going to be acceptable. But, I mean, right. I, coming from Dave Chappelle, it, it, it comes across. He's funny. I mean, he can just yeah. give you that look. He's just going to be like, you know. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, totally. Oh, man. Uh, I, I liked it. I enjoyed it a lot. Um, So, uh, as a woman in the... um industry of arts and performance and all that stuff you also probably keep tabs on 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 the whole hollywood culture as well right yeah you know like i said i like to focus on the arts and and culture stuff and uh that's definitely my main squeeze so i really really want your take on on the whole like the whole um hollywood taking some of these classic movies and revamping them with this whole social justice warrior flip about, you know, yeah. intersectionality and women. So, like, for instance, um, Ghostbusters 2016. Yeah. And then the Ocean's 8 deal and all that. And the whole um, what women want bet, but mm-hmm. from the what men want kind of thing. So I would love your take on this. Yeah, well, I mean, it's a really interesting thing. I mean, there are so many, and I've done videos on this, uh, and, and, I, and I've talked about this before, because I have two things that I think is going on here. There's two things, and it is, I mean, it's more than even, I, I mean, everyone knows, you know, the Ghostbusters thing was like a huge thing in 2016, but I'm not sure people realize how much of it is going on. Everything is being rebooted. I mean, it goes right. from... Shira, uh, you know the the princess of power. I mean, they're talking right now. Let, let me see. I have something up here that says uh, again, an article that came out yesterday, September fourth, two thousand nineteen. Um, they're talking about Dawson's Creek reboot. Uh, they're. Ta- I mean, that's like my time. I'm like, I can't believe they're rebooting things that are just like not even that old to me. Right. Uh, another reboot of nine hundred two one zero. They they're considering rebooting. Um, one of my favorites, Saved by the Bell. They have a Mortal Kombat mm. reboot. They have also fairly recently done a reboot of Heathers. I mean, a classic film like Heathers. Why in the world would you decide to reboot mm. that? And another classic film, The Craft. The Craft. Brilliant film. You don't have to touch it. And they're rebooting it. I mean, they're re- rebooting all of these things. And it, some of them don't make sense why you would touch it. Um, and I think it's for two reasons. I mean, first of all, I think Hollywood's run out of ideas. They're just, they're, they, they have, they've got nothing. They're boring. They run okay. out. Of- I can see that. Yeah. Um, but second of all, I think that they are rebooting things because um, instead of those old classics that don't have all the, the political correctness and the, the brainwashing in it, they're just normal films that are really good, and sometimes it may contradict what they are saying today. Right. Um, so if they can take a really good classic and ensure that the youth will not watch it, or at least mm-hmm. it'll get covered up a bit, is by rebooting it, and then they input all that social justice warrior type stuff yeah, into it. Yeah. And now now that's the film. That's what all the youth are going to watch. That's what's going to come up when you look it up. And they get to cover up and rewrite history with, with, with all these reboots. 
Which is unfortunate because you grow up with some of these beloved characters and then now they're revamping them and putting new skin on them. And it kind of sort of ruins it for some of us who, you know, have grown up with this yeah. stuff. And yeah, it does ruin it. And I mean, people don't like you changing their characters and doing stuff, doing stuff like that. But at the same time, they're doing it really, it, they're not even living up to, to the old stuff. So I mean, Heathers, for example, has been majorly criticized, even by the left, even by the left standards are like, this is bad. Like, you can't reboot this, some of these classics. It's just, it, if you're going to do it, do it good. <clears throat> You know, I would say a good formula for a reboot, if you want to do a reboot, is take something that was really bad, but has a good idea. It has a good plot, it has a good storyline, it, it had a good idea, but it wasn't executed well. Okay. Sure, try to reboot it, but to reboot something that is so classic. But that's why I think they do it, is because they yeah. want to, you know, ensure that no one's watching these old stuff and, and start mm -hmm. ingraining new that, that new dialogue, that new way of thinking for these people that may watch the old stuff. Right, no, I hear you, I hear you. Yeah, it is unfortunate to see some classics get ruined by the left in this sense. But um, um and, and, and speaking about classics, I don't know how much of um your take has been on the the comic book industry and whatnot. Um, but I, have you heard about what's been going on with ComicGate calling out the whole SJW bent in in comics? Yeah, as well, and and that's kind of really similar to this like reboot situation. So DC and Marvel have been um and this is like the comic book comic books i don't i'm not sure about like the movie yeah i think like movies is involved in all that too there, there have been some fighting with the what, what's the girl the captain captain not captain marvel is it so you know like the feminist movie with the it's like captain something and oh shit i should have looked that up but yeah there, there's it's like captain marvel. there's been a movie is it captain marvel i think so yeah, something like that, and uh, where, or yeah, so the, it's it is starting to seep into uh, the movies. But as far as like actual comic books go, they have been doing like these reboot situations where they're changing the characters. So like, um, Spider-Man will be half black, half gay, and Latino. Uh, wait, half. Half, did I say half gay? Half black, half Latino, and gay. They'll have like gay marriages. They'll have uh, Thor is a woman. Uh, mm -hmm. Captain, I thought it was a Captain Marvel. Yeah, something like that is a, a Muslim girl. Uh, a sixteen-year-old Muslim girl, Pakistani Muslim American, and you know all this stuff. So it's like they're doing all these things and changing everything, um, and it's. It's their way of trying to, again, in ingrate the SJW stuff into that world and make sure on all, all their bases are covered with the SJW modern rhetoric. Yeah, um, yeah, totally. But it's not really panning out with the fans. Just like I said, Heather's didn't work out and all that stuff. A lot of people are really angry. She-Ra is, like, debatable. A lot of the left, like, still yeah. insists they love it. The right is, like, it's terrible. Um, well, I mean, as far as She-Ra goes, it's, it's the way that they even draw nowadays, it's very ambiguous. Like, she looks like a lesbian, which is, like, it sucks, you know? Because, I mean, me, even as a young girl, I would watch, like, Gem, you know, Gem and the Holograms or something, and it's like, she's so feminine, and she's got, like, the yeah. hair, that curvy I mean, shape, yeah. and then you make She-Ra look like a boy. It's like, it's yeah. not really yeah. fun for a girl. So it's like, it's also not very feminist. I mean, you're taking away the, the feminine attributes of the right, character. Right. You're fine. Do that, yeah. 
So that's what they tend to do. They're saying that, you know, oh, men are just being sexist or whatever. And so they make mm-hmm. the females look ugly and then they change all these characters. They do all this stuff. And it's pissing off, like, the actual uh, consumers, you know. Consumers are like, I don't want to buy this crap. This sucks. So, you know, sales have gone down. And DC Mar- Marvel were, like, struggling because they're just not really doing a good job. And they're just changing everything. So there's been a lot of, like... Um, comic book pros that spoke out against this and they got a lot of ridicule and kind of like me and blacklisted and all that but what they decided to do was uh go independent and so they created uh, indiegogo campaigns uh for their comics and the consumers absolutely supported and they went like toe-to-toe with dc and marvel i mean they were making one campaign made over half a million dollars uh another campaign was over a quarter million dollars over three hundred thousand dollars just plenty that were over a hundred thousand dollars and uh yeah so it's been doing incredibly incredibly well uh and that just goes to show you that people will support they they want to see the anti-estrogen not anti-estrogen because it's not even about politics they're just doing normal comic books but they they don't want their characters changed and they don't want you to to force that stuff down their throat it's just not good and uh Mm -hmm. And, you know, so I think that's where it's at. And I think that's a lesson if we can learn from Comicsgate, um, you know, the one place that we're kicking SJW butt, it happens to be in comics, you know, it's so random, but uh, it really does show a good formula. So we should do that more often with other stuff. We should do it with movies, we should do it with TV shows. Let's get things funded. Let's find investors, let's have the fans, you know, go Indiegogo it or or something and just make Mm -hmm. the content because people are really, really dying to see good content because no one's providing it. Hollywood's not. There's nothing good on there. Netflix is... I mean, there's, there's a few good shows. There's a few good shows. And, you know, there's the... Um, what do we just say about the comedian that we just Dave watched? Chappelle. Uh, Dave Chappelle. And every once in a while, we pop out with something that's like, that was really good, but it's mm-hmm. tough. I remember I stopped watching... Uh, a lot of shows and and movies it was just became very difficult before 2016 because i would watch it alone in new york city or with someone else obviously probably another lefty i didn't know anyone else that thought like me uh now i have like you guys and all sorts of people mm-hmm. on so it's, it's it's actually good we're turning into a good place but i remember watching content and just being pissed off and i couldn't watch any further it was like they had to just stick that knife in yeah. and say and make the white guy like this terrible bad you know christian the oh, christian yeah, guy was no. like the weird inbred weirdo or something and it right. was just constant i was just like oh my god do you see what they're doing do you see what they're doing and i felt like i was like some conspiracy theorist but um now we're all aware of it we're all aware of what's mm-hmm. going on and we can take steps to change it absolutely i agree with you on that one here so um Looking at your Twitter, Martina Marcota, go ahead and follow her on the Twitter, the tweet tweet. Um, you posted a tweet uh, a while back, um, sometime at the end of, oh, this was recent, sometime at the end of um, August, where um, you shed light on the whole Johnny Depp, Dior, Sauvage campaign. Um, yeah. What was, what was that about? Like, because I'm, I'm looking at the this and... Oh my gosh, I, I, I get angry when people use the language of, oh, it's cultural appropriation, blah, 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 blah. And, and to me, it's just. You know, it's everything all the time now. See, I remember being in school in the 90s, being a young kid, and we had something that was called cultural appreciation 
we had cultural appreciation day and I'm from New York. So we have a lot of Na native American stuff. There's, you know, towns named like Tuckahoe, there's uh, Chappaqua where the Clintons right. live and stuff like that. I mean, my, my elementary school mascot was a native American head, you know, with the headdress mm -hmm. and everything. And I actually looked it up recently just because I was curious about all this cultural appropriation stuff. Yeah. That's not, that's not the mascot anymore. <laughs> what? Things have changed. Wow. Yeah. And I remember going to that elementary school and we had cultural appreciation day. And I remember they taught us it was very young and how to do the, um, ink drawings of like the, the Japanese ink drawings. And I remember I was really good at making those little fish. It was fantastic. I love it. Some artsy and it, it's a memory I'll never forget. And then we had, of course, native American stuff and we would teach it. They would teach us to do the dream catchers. And I remember making dream catchers. We had them, you know, and again, we had native American stuff, uh, a lot of culture around there. Um, and it was great. It's mm -hmm. something I'll never forget. And it was cultural appreciation day, but cultural appreciation, that word doesn't exist anymore. Now, yeah. It's cultural appropriation, and it's considered bad. So right. it gets really confusing because they're like, "Don't, uh, you're not, we're not represented. You guys don't acknowledge us. Everything's whitewashed." And then it's like, "Okay, let's like appreciate other cultures." And it's like, "That's cultural appropriation." Ah, right. like, well, what do you want me to do? So anyway, yeah, um, <laughs> I saw on Twitter because again, these this is like my kind of thing. I'm gonna step out of the talk about policy or or political <laughs> things that much but and when, when i see something about fashion i'm like oh dior like i yeah, <laughs> i love right. dior I'm like oh christian dior okay uh i was like looking at it and i'm like what's going on so apparently uh dior uh they were getting some crap on twitter because they put johnny depp in some perfume ad and i don't know if you know about perfume ads perfume ads are like the most glamorous thing you can do they're like little mini movies it's super glamorous and so he was doing something for acting in this like perfume ad uh and it, it's it's called what is it Suavage? Suavage? S-A-U-V-A-G. Is that, is that Suavage or Suavage? I don't know. <laughs> but uh, I know that it's a type of perfume, and I know that Johnny Depp's been on, on that a lot lately. Mm -hmm. But so I guess they did some ad, and uh, he it's featuring an Ameri uh, a Native American dancer, and he's wearing a poncho, and there's, like, Native American music. It's supposed to be very, like, you know, New Mexico and that whole mm -hmm. culture whatever. And everyone was like freaking out. This cultural appropriation, and they freaked out to the point where Dior pulled the ad, and they were trying to be like, "Well, you know, we consulted with other Native American like people, like we, you know, really like, we wanted to appreciate the culture." And everyone's like, "No, no, no, white people." You know, let me see if I can find some text. Uh, oh my God, Dior, haven't you learned anything? <laughs> it's like white people. White people need to understand that it doesn't matter if Native Americans participated in the ad. Dior is using our culture next to the word suavage. I don't know what the word is. Uh, profiting on our people, and I guarantee you not a dime is going to us. Well, I mean, I'm pretty sure if Native Americans participated in the ad, they got paid. So mm. I'm pretty sure more than a dime was given mm. to them. Anyway, yeah, so I mean, that's, you know. Currently, what's what's been going on, and uh, yeah. it's just sad. Um, this is why Carl Lang Langford is so. Uh, R.I.P. Man, he was great. He was one of us. He was very anti-immigration. He said he would leave 
uh, Germany if, if Merkel kept bringing in migrants and stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, and he was saying that the fashion industry is just going downhill because everyone's complaining right. about cultural appropriation, the Me Too movement, like all this stuff. It's just getting ruined. So, yeah, no, I hear you. This was one of the last good ones. Oh, that's unfortunate to, to hear that. All I know is that being Asian, if I see any white liberal person eating sushi, I'm coming after you, is what I gotta say. <laughs> Oh my god, you're Asian. Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, in in the UK, Asian means like like Pakistani or something. So I've had to like rework my brain to hear Asian. <laughs> really? And think Oriental. Well, yeah. I'm, I'm one of those far east ones, you know? The, 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 the right, the right. Okay. So, yeah, no, that's a good point. You should be like, excuse me, are you eating sushi? Exactly. No. And you're eating sushi. Oh, oh. That's so many of these. Asian. Oh, for sure it is. For sure it is. Don't you are selling sushi at Dwayne Reed. How dare you? Exactly. Who is profiting off of this? <laughs> I, I, I should totally use that. Oh, <laughs> gosh. Oh, well. All right. Well, Martina, this has been quite an experience. I totally appreciate your take on all of this. Um, just, just, just for the record here. So um, where can everybody find you if they're looking for you on the Internet? Yeah. So, uh Okay, sorry, this might get complicated. But I have two personas. My original persona is my artist persona, Lady Alchemy. But then I started doing the political stuff, and I kept it away from the arts because, mm -hmm. you know, no one wants to see it mixed up too much. Right. And uh, so if you like art, if you like beauty, that's what I'm all about. I'm all about, mm -hmm. like, beauty and uh, art. You can, and you, you want to check that out, please look up Lady Alchemy on Instagram. It's Lady underscore Alchemy. On Twitter, it's Lady Alchemy 33. And uh, if you are interested in a little bit more of this banter, like me tweeting about these cultural references that uh, relate to politics uh, and, and culture, please check me out at Martina Marcota, M-A-R-T-I-N-A, M-A-R-K-O-T-A. -A. Same thing on Twitter and Instagram. Fantastic. And, oh, and I just saw you on, on the YouTube as well. Okay, I'm subscribing. Ooh, yes, yes, subscribe to my YouTube. I do uh, an art stream every Tuesday, so uh, we'll, we'll break down. I just I sit around for a few hours uh, with my art. Because I'm actually, I have a comic book myself. Oh, <laughs> I have a Lady awesome. Alchemy comic book. Uh, yeah, and uh, so my artist that does my comic book, uh, we we sit around on Tuesday and we talk about all this kind of stuff. We'll we'll get into all the arts talk, yeah. and uh, I do an alchemy stream. We get into alchemy and philosophy and all that stuff on Thursdays. Oh, that sounds awesome. Yeah, and every once in a while, like I'm in Ireland right now visiting, and I I talk about. Uh, I did write a piece one time about. Um, uh, architecture and uh, Roger Scruton talks about this a lot. You know, he's really into like architecture and uh, how sometimes they, for example, Penn Station it used to be like Grand Central Station. It was beautiful. It had pillars. It had marble. It was just a gorgeous station. And they tore it down and they built the modern day Penn Station in New York City, which is crap. It's like right. a crappy mall right now. <laughs> and so those are really, really sad moments. And so we just went somewhere um, and there was something similar. We, we were hiking around. There's this beautiful like estate that was torn down purposefully and in its place is this brutalist piece of architecture. And it's really horrible. So I'm thinking about maybe doing a video about that. So things like that. That's what awesome. I that sounds so cool. I'm definitely tuning in when that happens. Um, so make sure y'all subscribe. You heard it here first. Martina, Thank you so, so much for joining us on this. And um, for those of you who are listening, you can find us at 
www.newrightnetwork.com, as well as the Twitter and all of the social media accounts at New Right Network. That's N or that's at New Right Network. And uh, Martina, you are awesome. We wow. love what you're doing, and we thank you so much for just getting the opportunity to speak with you. Yeah, it's a pleasure. Awesome. Thank you so much. And y'all, have a great day. You've been we'll talk to you guys later. Mobilizing, countering, energizing. Online at newrightnetwork.com.